Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And this is Charmed, Charmed a, a Spellcast. Hey you listening there, have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones charmed a spellcast oh my god hi bryce hi how are you hello i'm i'm doing okay how are are you with the are you away from the cats? Have they been properly isolated from you? Um, uh, enough. You might hear some yowling in the background, but I like to think of that as a uh, texture, <laughs> ambiance. Exactly. Um, ambi meow. Ambi meow. Meow Which is what our listener is paying for with their zero dollars. Exactly. Zero dollars. Zero cents. <laughs> All ambiance all the time. <laughs> I think we should have a radio channel now. Um, just so we can have, like, slogans and things. Oh, that's pretty fun. We can also have, yeah. like, drop in, like, an air horn. Or, like, a cat meow. Oh, can you drop in one right now? Okay. Like, right here. Okay. Nice. Okay. Wow! <laughs> that's a cat! That's a cat! I can't wait to hear this on the pod our second ever special effect um i was i thought you were gonna say our second ever pod because it's been so long since we've done one of these oh that's true hello dear listener we're back we're back again i don't even remember the reason that we took a slight hiatus but i think i mean like all things right now like all kind of like societally imposed rules uh time is a construct <laughs> well um, part of part of our break was due to the fact that i went hiking and went out into the oh, woods yeah. mm-hmm. moved these little legs um it was really good i i felt like i hadn't interacted with nature a whole lot and the, that week of like super concentrated nature like we went hiking and they were like five to six hour hikes which is more hikes than i have i feel like i've done in my entire lifetime um, I felt like it did something for me. I think I think when we spend a lot of time, not just like, you know, indoors during the pandemic, but also just like in our day-to-day cosmopolitan lives, we're very in our heads, especially because um, your job is like super intellectual and my job is just looking at a computer screen all day, which I'm sure yours is too, actually, now that I think about yep, it. Yeah, also mine. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're spending a lot of times just like as a disembodied brain that is just like spitting out all of these like this think this think that think this think that and it gets really hard to disconnect from that and feel like a real person instead of like part of this whole uh internet world or not even internet world just like you you just feel like you're in seven different places at once because you can be at least um, mentally you can be um not to say that uh, we are all able to focus on multiple things at once because I think there's supposed to be some evidence against that. But what I mean to say is that you feel often like you're a person who is not maybe physically in this world. Um, and being out in the nature, 
last week made me feel like I had a physical persona, like I was a human being and I was existing and I was grounded in reality. Wow. Were there any plants that you touched? Oh, they all touched me. That was, I mean, it was hard. <laughs> Every single tree <laughs> wanted to touch me. These, these like pathways, these trails, they weren't like nice, uh, like palm needle strewn, big old trails. They were like scrambling up creeks, like creek beds or like down ravines and stuff like that. It was wild. It was wild. It was outdoors. Bryce Wong, wild adventurer. Mm -hmm. Ah, I love that. One. Okay. Are we in manor keeping? Is that is that us right now? You know what? Yes. Hello and welcome to <laughs> manor keeping. Okay, because I, I was actually really excited to share this thing for my manor keeping, this whole like outdoor epiphany I had, because I, I think that a part of me has always enjoyed learning about um, ecology. And I, I mean, I don't think that I'm like a really outdoorsy person, but I think I like learning about it and I like interacting with it. Mm -hmm. um so like my brief stint back in nature kind of like fired up those uh passions again and um uh, i've just been reading more about it and one good piece of news which i'm going to include as my manner keeping is that the great american outdoors act was just approved in congress and it's supposed to be signed by the president soon um, so this act will allocate money over the next five years to help improve and repair national parks, including helping some parks align with disability guidelines, and which, by the way, today is the 30-year 30, 30 anniversary for the American with, Americans with Disabilities Act. So that's another cool thing that happened. Um, but anyway, so this Great American Outdoors Act um, is supposed to improve public land and also just make public land more accessible, which we know is important because we know that environmental justice is deeply tied to issues of racial justice and class justice. So all of this is actually really cool. Um, and nature is cool. That was an excellent bit of housekeeping. Thank you. A bit of a bit of a uh, lawn keeping keeping. Yeah, lawn, lawn keeping, a bit of uh, forest management. Mm -hmm. I can see when you're like national forest or what is it? National park ranger hat. Mm -hmm. And also I got to drive through other states because most of the New England states are where the hiking is. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm a I've never really lived in a rural area. It's either been Los Angeles or New York for me. So I always had in my head like, oh, rural areas are very conservative. And yes, there were a lot of neighborhoods that had like so many Trump and Pence lawn signs in their yards. But for every neighborhood that was like that, there'd be another neighborhood that just had like Black Lives Matter signs or pride flags. And I was like, you know what? I forgot that Trump didn't win the popular vote. I have to remember that. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. Definitely. And also, as someone who has only ever lived in Los Angeles or California or California in general, or close to, you know, San Francisco, or in New York, and I think has been usually fed this idea of like, the bastion of culture has to be in one of the two coasts or in the major metropolitan areas. I think uh, we tend to not confront our own prejudices really about that until until doing such a thing is like actually being in a place. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm so glad to hear that you had that experience. Thanks. Um, what about you? How is how is your manner doing? Oh, my manner, my manner has uh, changed states um, only for today or I guess only for this week. So one weekend, normally, one week only. 
and one week only, I am in Jersey, New Jersey. So I am safely cat-sitting and house-sitting for friends who are, are visiting family, and we are taking care of their two adorable but really truly uh, mischievous cats, Huckleberry and Finnegan. Um, <laughs> Finnegan? No way. Yes. It's ridiculous. They're very old cats. They're like 16 years old. Oh, man. But they're still full of personality. And uh, it has been really, really lovely to not only be in a house, actually, because, um, dear listener, for at least five, four months? I don't know. I've lost track of time. For the entirety of of quarantine and shutdown, um, I have been in a very small apartment. Um, And so actually being in a house that has a garden and has pets is very much like that that feeling of not being a disembodied head anymore <laughs> or a disembodied brain and actually expanding my I, idea of what living can actually be like which is a little depressing when I think about how inaccessible something as small as the house that I am currently in is to so many people mm. Um, and to so many families and at the same time gives me the ability to to dream about what I would love to to have possible for myself and and for my friends Mm. and my community that was a really oh sorry oh ah oh ah I like it's okay oh god you are my friend you're my friend in my community therefore you have a voice in this okay um I really like that last piece of uh, that last sentiment that you shared because uh as you know we're all doing a lot of learning nowadays uh I've never learned before in my life so it's all new <laughs> just kidding yeah yeah um, true I mean to say though that uh I was listening to an interview with Miriam Kaba who is a prison abolitionist and she talked about the idea or the belief that hope is a discipline so it's not just like an ephemeral feeling that you just have come to you just because like the day's going well but it's something that you have to like practice every day so that you can substantiate the things that you want to see oh god so you can manifest the things you want to see in this world i like the substantiation of it. transubstantiation gay magic mm. um they're actually related uh i've also heard a, a term for this and read a term from this from another abolitionist and and filmmaker actually tourmaline tour tourmaline um ugh, i can't pronounce things that are elegant um <laughs> but she is she's a filmmaker after having been a community organizer for a very long time and recently wrote an op-ed about the concept of uh, freedom dreaming, which hmm. is that similar idea of like manifestation of hope um, and doing so in, in very intentional ways of, for instance, some of the things that she lists are like walking, walking naked through the kitchen and that for her recalls uh, like her, her ancestors, uh, Especially, she feels really close to, like, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera when she does that. Or doing something like Venmoing her friends $25 to get home safely. And, like, 
dreaming and hoping and like living in such a way that feels luxurious and feels abundant and and hoping for that abundance even when knowing that by other standards you may have relatively little in terms of like material possessions or monetary power you still have enough to support a community be or like be within a community and and to dream of a time where you are more free hmm. what a beautiful way to phrase all of these thinkings i do they're like so that good they're so good so the takeaway from this is that we must practice how how we're going to to dream of the future if we're going to actually manifest it yeah like put discipline into it and also one must have cats what <laughs> that is a prerequisite for a happy life uh yes. only okay okay one more thing i want to say about it only because it's like tied to a i forget what it was it might have been either a, like a ucla video or a ted ed video that i saw recently but it was all talk it was talking about like the the psychology of negative thinking, which apparently negative thinking is kind of hardwired into us because it helps it like back in the back in the prehistoric times, it like helped us avoid predators and all that. So mm -hmm. when we have a negative thought, like if we experience a negative emotion, that becomes the most salient thing. Like that's more important than any other thing, even if we had like 30 positive things happen to us in the day. Um, and of course, like nowadays when we're at the top of the food chain, that's not exactly useful anymore. So the the video talked about how one way that we can counteract this is to every day practice a positive thought. Um, and then one day becomes a habit. And that, uh, they kind of talk about this other thing about um, how when we're younger, like it's harder to have this kind of habit. So we're always like, you know, when you're young, everything that happens is we're like the end of the world. But then by the time <laughs> we're like in our old age, um, people just kind of have more perspective and they see what's useful to think about and what's not. Hmm. I like that. I'm also upset about it because it's something that definitely plays into anxiety and into uh, self-preservation, especially for people who have lots of different sorts of, of trauma and traumatized memory of like the, the negative thought is actually what will save you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, it's okay. And it's just, it's sometimes, it's sometimes upsetting to think about that. Especially if you were in a place at one time that you were traumatized and now you don't need that, gosh darn it. <laughs> so I think that Aww. maybe, I don't know, maybe that could be something. I, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, you know what? I bet there are a lot of therapists who recommend this. <laughs> it's like one positive thought day and me sitting here absolutely no like medical license i think you're on to something well i also think you've been doing a lot of work on your own time to fully understand how how one processes and counteracts trauma so i think there is validity to the things that you are realizing and want to share um, thank you i just realized it here on this pod you're welcome everyone oh my god uh revelations live on television in your ears um any, okay anyway <laughs> and live on broadcast tv 
And by broadcast TV, we mean a pre-recorded audio podcast. That has not one, but two edited in cat meows. Okay, oh, right here. Right here? Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. That was a good one. Woohoo! <laughs> Um, but of course, none of this is like everything that I say is not medical advice. So of course, like that, that might not work for someone who's dealing with a severe mental illness and actually needs to work on this with the help of a professional or other means. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Consult a professional if you are able. Oh, which actually leads me into uh, this episode. Oh, shoot. Here we go. I know. Wild. So, uh, you know what? Should we just go into it? Yeah, What? why not? Okay, why not? So, let's go, let's go the heck on in to P3H2HO. <laughs> um, this episode... Oh, no. <laughs> I had him pulled up. Okay, this episode was directed by John Baring. It was written by Chris Levinson and Zach Estrin. And it aired on December 9th, 1999. We're almost to 2000. <gasps> oh, man. Y2K. Y2K. Will they survive? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's a mystery, everyone. We'll just Time will have to tell. Yep. Time will tell, and so will I. So, P3H2O. Um, the reason I talk about uh, <laughs> consult a medical professional is because within this episode, I think you have a very good metaphor for the American healthcare system of privatized insurance. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I don't remember anything. I guess we'll have to go through and I'll just have to remember it as we as we talk about it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Do we want to do the three different Yes, arcs? yes. Wow. You're, you're, you're so good at remembering things and doing things. Okay, three different arcs. Um, <laughs> let's leave Prue for last because hers is the biggie. But okay, let's do it. Okay, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. I feel like Phoebe and Piper actually just have the same arc, which is helping Prue. Untrue. What? What did I miss? So Phoebe has that arc, but Piper also has a very specific arc in which she is reckoning with having <gasps> two men in her life. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. One of which uh, reconfesses his love for her, and the other who she has grown accustomed to his face, um, but they still are having trouble with connecting purely because of time and because she gets pulled into schemes that she just can't explain to him. She hasn't come out to him yet. Yeah, there are things that she literally just. They're not connecting because she won't connect with him over this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good point. That actually does mirror one of the other stories um, in this episode about the mom. So I guess that was actually really important to talk about. Should we talk about Prue, though? Heck, yeah, we should talk about Prue. Okay. Uh, all right, so it's a biggie. Basically, this is Prue coming to terms with the fact that she witnessed her own mother's death faces the fear um, of the uh, symbolic, but also like physical manifestation of that event. Yeah. Oh, this is a really rough one for Prue. Speaking of trauma. Oof. Yeah, seriously. This is, this is terrible. I, for Phoebe too. Phoebe gets traumatized. 
that's it's yeah really sad you're so it's right very very sad but yeah those are those are the three kind of connections and the the way they all come together is that they are all defeating the demon that killed their mother um by revisiting the location where she was murdered and uh they they meet her mom's or they meet their mom's failed white lighter who couldn't save her Mm -hmm. um all right so let's start at the very beginning um prue's at the very beginning we have a cold open and it's all in like black and white or like very muted tones um where a young girl is watching a bunch of first responders basically try to i actually i think she's already dead at this point but there's a lady on the dock and that lady's dead and they're all trying to they're all at the scene trying to like ascertain what had happened and this girl is watching and they're like ah get that daughter out of here and then we snap to the present and it turns out it's prue prue was a little girl and she's remembering that scene because it was her mom who had drowned it's very sad mm-hmm so why are you here it seems like you're just re-traumatizing yourself because you're not actually dealing with it that's a a really good point she's at the actual site of the murder and she apparently she just comes here a lot to just remember it yeah which her sisters don't know about and get very worried about but as prue is lost in in reminiscing uh piper or she piper calls yes piper calls and it's like, Prue, where are you? I thought you were going to be back. And she's like, Oh, traffic. I'm going on the way. I'm on the way to Buckland. It's okay. I'll be there soon. And Piper's like, oh, Okay. Well, they said you were going to be there. And she's like, Yes, it's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm in traffic. <laughs> Get uh, car exhaust. Going going through a um, tunnel, losing you. Oh, oh no, oh no. Classic, uh, wrinkly, <laughs> hard candy wrapper. On on the on the prehistoric cell phone, um, and then Dan actually interrupts their call. So Piper hangs up and she talks to Dan, and Dan is like, "Hello, we're eating breakfast together," and they're eating breakfast <laughs> together, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah, Phoebe is there too, uh, and she does. She's not into it. Nope she's she's really not. As they're both like crunching cereal. together at at each other lovingly meanwhile back at the campsite the lake where peru is just sitting there reminiscing about death uh she wouldn't she witnesses another death she sees a guy in a canoe fall into the lake and he drowns Um, and she tries to save him but before she can some local stops her and it's mysterious some local area man area man stops Um. peru That's the headline for our broadcast news. Um, Area man stops Prue and is like, it's too late. Stay away. Bum, bum, bum. Um, and uh, all I have to say about this is that I want Prue's outfit, that little, like, halter red top and pants mm-hmm. that actually fit. It's great. Yeah, it's so 90s. Um, yeah. Boy Scout was eaten. Prue couldn't just zap him out of there for some reason. The lake is evil. And there was a nice bird's eye shot of Prue standing at the dock. And then I wrote down, wow, this episode is particularly melodramatic. It and truly is. it's credits. Uh, it is indeed now credits. And now it is not credits. It's, I, I do have to say that just like from the first scene, I was like, wow, this is a 
This episode is in a lot of different tones already. Okay, interesting. Very melodramatic and very, like, deep, deep backstory. And then also Dan and Piper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. It reminded me of, in a lot of parts, because, especially because I've been watching it on this, like, very high-resolution television set, which this show is not meant to be watched on, <laughs> um, it looked like a really bad or not bad, but, like, a made-for-TV movie. Ooh, yeah, Especially yeah. because of, like, they're at camp, and mm-hmm. they're, like, trying to figure out the mystery, and there's so much backstory, mm-hmm. and it feels a little bit Twin Peaksy, but, like, takes itself more seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right about the tone part, because I guess the Piper and Dan storyline is like a B storyline and I usually feel like the A storyline and the B storyline have more tonal compatibility yeah they're they have some cohesion or they have some like moral binding or something like that or tone but we had the A storyline we had the B storyline and then we also had the C storyline which was also Prue uh dealing with Jack at uh Buckland oh yeah he's a very um, unnecessary character. F minus storyline. <laughs> okay, so... Anyway, they're back at the manor. They're back at the manor. Uh, Prue comes in and she tells them what she saw at the lake. And then she also tells them, like, you know, I always go to this lake because I like to think about death and whatever. Um, and then she tells them that the summer camp at the lake is reopening, which is bad because that means that if whatever killed the guy that she saw is there, then all of these little summer campers will also be uh, laked. Laked? Laked. <laughs> Death lake. by lake. Death by lake, darn it. Um, so anyway, they... Yeah, I'm... Okay, so I'm very impressed that they closed uh, the lake for so long, for so many years, because I was like, wow, they closed it after, like, one death? <laughs> and we we can't get L.A. or New York to close? What the heck? I what are y'all doing? Didn't LA reclose though? Yeah, they did. Okay. They, well, kind of. They kind of did. They're they're rolling back their reopening, mm. but they're not back in shelter in place or anything. Mm. New York, meanwhile, is going toward reopening. That is true. Um, New York is actually in a better place though than LA comparatively. It's not, yeah, it's not at, good. At this very moment, but not good and also has more deaths than any other place. Yeah, I mean, we, we did have the highest spike of the entire world a couple months ago. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, man. Close the damn lake. <laughs> From the data sources that I could see, there is still, like, danger of community spread. Like, the infection rate is greater than one to one person. But... In terms of all the states, I guess it's doing better, which is, like, so weird to say. Yeah, in terms of all the states, not doing the worst, but also, do we do we want to be a state anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you, do you want to be in a state anymore? I'd like to be ephemeral. <laughs> no, nature, gotta ground yourself. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. The lake! The lake. Okay, we're, we're, we're here now. We're at the lake. Okay, so the sisters suspect that whatever she saw at the lake has something to do with the way that their mom died. Um, so that's, this is going to be the story. 
Yeah, and Prue's like, meh, but yeah, it, I, it doesn't matter. I don't want to think about it. Okay, bye. Yeah, tons of denial. So she goes to the office, and at the office is terrible sleazy Jack, who has just signed to work for Bucklands, which is gross. Why is he still there? I know. I Okay, I had a theory when I watched this, and I think I this is why I wrote it down, but I... I watched it so long ago that I forgot. But my theory was that maybe the writers thought he was, like, comedic relief. But in reality, he kind of has a threatening vibe. He's extremely threatening. He was like, well, you said we can't date, so I'm going to work with you. And I was like, this is sexual harassment. Yeah. Like, 100%. I'm going to work with you until you decide you're going to date me. Yep. (laughs) I actually wrote that, too. I wrote casual workplace harassment. Yeah. Super explicit (laughs) like upfront workplace harassment and for some reason the writers were like haha yes Prue is charmed (laughs) by this (laughs) um I I think that the uh standard for comedy was in a different place back in 1999 I uh, I guess so maybe it was only 21 years ago that's a whole generation I guess you're right. I thought we were doing better. (laughs) (laughs) Sad. I guess not. Yeah, anyway, so Shannon Doherty is is really doing the, like, trying out the looking down through the bangs that I'm growing out style of acting um, in this episode. And and I respect it. (laughs) Um, And I think it also works very very well for someone who is uh, playing a, a denial of trauma role. Mm. So uh, good, mm. good job, Shannon. You you very much look like you can't stand to look at anyone in the eye because your bangs are in your eyes. <laughs> um, okay. So while this is going down, Phoebe and Piper went to go talk to the camp owner um, mm-hmm. and Prue joins later. And they learn that the lady isn't opening the camp because uh i forget why was it because of that drowning yeah oh okay you can't it was it was because of the most recent drowning right 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 right. okay well that's i i guess that's good and they've also tracked down or they learned from the uh camp owner who the area man is that stopped Peru earlier a demon named sam well, not actually a demon. That was just one of the lines in which they were like, oh, he's yeah. not a demon. <laughs> demon named Sam? That's like a pretty funny movie title, though. <laughs> a true. fish named Wanda, a demon named Sam. A warlock named Jeremy. Yeah. Um, and there's also a scene here where Prue talks about how she feels like she's becoming too much like her mom, which is like horrifying for her because she's like, my mom died a young death. And the lifestyle that I'm leading right now could put me in the very exact same place. Very, very sad. We all we all have have uh, problems or concerns about our families, our parentage, our mothers, our fathers. Um, Prue's is just that I don't want to die, <laughs> and that's that's a little bit more immediate, I think. Yeah. So I I support that. That's very life or death. Yeah. 
So uh, they go off to find Sam. And the camp owner, meanwhile, we zoom in on the camp owner, going to retie a boat on the dock. And we're all like, nope, don't do that. There's something weird going on. Why is the boat untied? And then a man shoots out of the water and just grabs her. Um, so that is scary. <laughs> grabs her and throws her off the dock. Yeah, it was a very and dramatic that, scene. That was another time that I was like, this episode's tone very <laughs> weird. Aquaman, but gone wrong. Aquaman gone wrong. Shark, shark. What? Oh, not Sharknado. Um, Shark Knight? Yeah, Shark it was Knight. very much Shark Knight. Oh, do you not remember Shark Knight? I do not. Oh my god. Shark Knight was a terrible horror movie that was about sharks that, uh, like, launch through the water. <laughs> Some of them can, like, launch through the air and, like, oh, fly. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was basically about, like, people luring teens to their and like college students to their death to do like homemade shark week by like oh. having sharks eat them <laughs> oh man okay yeah quick aside here but i used to be really into bad horror movies so i need to make this note down shark night oh yeah okay cool all right so oh shark night and shark night 3d shark night 3d Oh yes, but I don't one of the one of the only horror movies that I have fond memories of watching. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't like horror movies. I hate them. That's okay. A lot of them are not great. Uh, I think it's really hard to do a good horror movie. It's just like it's really hard to do a good comedy. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to be very smart in doing a in doing a good horror movie, and perhaps not rely on cheap scares, but. Perhaps maybe you can because maybe your audience is a baby. <laughs> well, I, I feel like the scariest things aren't the cheap scares, but like the lingering things, the ones that stick with you because you're a baby who has too much time with their own thoughts. Oh, no, you're <laughs> right. Oh, shoot. No, I just remembered that I've been thinking about a horror movie for the last two days because I saw 20 seconds of a trailer and I got scared. What, what's it called? Possessor. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Is that a new oh, one? Oh, it's, it's new. It's a, it's Brandon Cronenberg. It looks horrifying. Mm, nah. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a nah for me, dog. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like Possessor. I don't like it when they have the name of this of the enemy in the title. <laughs> what about Shark Knight? That's true. They do have shark. Sharks are the enemy in Shark Knight. And also the yeah. night. Okay, so they go uh, to break into Sam's place because he's a demon named Sam. And they're like just rooting through, you know, breaking and entering. And they found that he has a pick, like a bunch of news articles as well of their mom. And they're like, ooh, there's more to this than it appears. Mysterious. Hmm. And then Leo's, Leo orbs in and is like, we gotta go. We gotta go right now. Hello, it's like, me again. What? It's Leo. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And we're like, oh, Leo, you had a haircut. Nice. Oh. <laughs> um, and he's like, we got to go now, right now. And they're like, no, we're not going anywhere. And he's like, Sam's your mom's white lighter. And they're like, what? Yeah, that was that's, a, that's, you know, mic drop. So while they're doing this whole explainy thing, the sisters hear the camp owner who is, you know, in the water screaming. So they run to the dock, but Prue freezes. Like, 
physically she can't go into the dock because she is horrified by the memory. Uh, and while that's happening, the sisters try to get to the camp, the other sisters try to get to the da- camp owner. And then Sam comes out and tells them to get off the dock. And then he blows, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead of my notes too much. He tells them to get off the dock. Um, so they all like run back and the camp owner is taken. So I think it was, was it the camp owner or was it another person as well? I thought it was the camp owner, but maybe it wasn't. I thought that she had survived the initial takening and then she had been struggling and they heard the struggle. Oh, got it. I couldn't keep track of it. They were just like, Mrs. Johnson. And I was too busy going, Mrs. Johnson, (laughs) um, to actually wonder who it was specifically. Um, But yeah, uh, the great part about this scene is now they have water features. They're running back down the dock and and the demon is is uh doing a very six flags like water jet water jet water jet water jet uh from underneath the dock it's great <laughs> yeah wait i feel like there's a show at the universal uh theme park was it called water city or something like that I'm look it up i don't know i've never heard of this water city oh man it was like it was like this um like one of those plays that they have but it's like very athletic and there it was based in the water. So that everyone was like a pirate. I don't remember too much about it. I'm probably giving a bad description. <laughs> God, what are amusement parks? I don't know. They're crazy. They're so weird. Yeah. You know, you put them in the water. They're pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had a good time. I, I was very young, so I, I don't, I didn't follow the story at all, but you know, there's a lot of water and they're like exploding and there are people like swinging from ship pole to ship pole or whatever you call them, masts, they're masts, ship mast to ship mast. <laughs> ship pole. <laughs> they're, ba- they're poles. They're basically poles. Okay, so, yep. mm-hmm. so, 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 okay, so they run back onto dry land successfully, and Sam tells them that, or, well, they know that Sam is their mom's white lighter, so they confront him. They're like, hey, we know that you are our mom's white lighter, like, you let her die, blah, blah, blah. Um... And then they tell him that they need to stop this demon and they're going to stop the demon and Sam's trying to dissuade them. And to dissuade them the most, he blows sparkles on them to get them to forget <laughs> that they even had the conversation. Yeah, which is rough. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I, ha- I hate whenever somebody does like a memory altering thing. And Leo even calls it a supernatural Mickey. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's no good. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So, uh, sparkles, and then they go back home. Oh, and they yeah. They wake up the next day, not knowing what happened, feeling like they have hangover symptoms, and just not remembering anything of the previous day. And uh, Phoebe is wearing a two-piece pajama set <laughs> that is the Milky Way and cookies. Oh man, I. Did not catch that, but I am appreciative of that fact. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, Phoebe is having some killer fashion in this episode. She had that little, like, strange wraparound. Or not strange, I should say. But just, like, a wraparound kind of skirt with an additional attached little pouch. Mm-hmm. They very, always... very convenient. They always try to, to, to dress her a little bit funkier. I think to just convey that she is younger than the other sisters. 
I think so. Also to convey she's funky. Funky. Um, she's a little funky. Funky. Funky motherfucker. So <laughs> mother mother funker. Um there so they are met by Dan first, who has brought breakfast and says, Oh, you you don't remember? You don't look hungry and, and Piper is like, What? Uh I think there's something wrong. I have poison ivy? And also, what are you talking about? I don't remember this. And poor Dan. Poor Dan's like, oh, oh, mm. of course. Um, mm, interesting. And then she has to freeze him because Leo orbs in and is like, we have to save the day. And they're like, what? What are you? Why are you here? I don't understand. And he explains that they've been roofied, basically, mm-hmm. which is terrible, terrible and terrifying. Um, and then you have to like try to recollect your memories recollect one might say (laughs) and uh and they start to remember what was going on and that they have to get back down right away to the camp except for piper who they say has poison ivy and she might be contagious i guess and they send her back to bed right which is very silly i felt but all right, sure. Yeah, and she has like a little bit of a pout on her face. She's like, "Man, I want to go." And then she has go. to tell Dan that she has a family emergency, and he's like, "Oh, of course. Thank you for telling me. You know, you can tell me anything." She's like, "I can tell you anything." And Leah's behind the door making a face. <laughs> Except who I am inside. Uh, all right, so then we go back to the camp, and um, Prue and Phoebe are trying to figure out their plan. And their first plan is, okay, we got to get the children away from the dock. So uh, that's Phoebe's job. She's going to go get the prepubescent demon food out of the water or as far away from the water water as possible. And Prue is going to go find Sam because she needs his powder to make the children forget. they're going to roofie all the children. (laughs) They're going to roofie all the children. What a crazy plan. Okay. (laughs) And make them forget that they want to be in the water. Yeah, (laughs) it's a perfect plan. So she goes back uh, to Sam's cabin and she finds Sam and they have a big old talk. Um... Yes, they have a big old talk about their mutual holding on to the fear and trauma of that day of feeling like it's their fault of not wanting it to repeat, but history is repeating because they haven't been able to get their stuff together uh, in, in order to help. And uh, Sam doesn't, it doesn't really seem like Sam has been helping that much, actually. People are still drowning. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Sam and, and, and Prue have a talk and they agree to fight the demon outside by fighting the demon inside um i i guess and basically uh sam and prue both really need therapy but white lighters don't have insurance yeah the health plan's not great but they live forever so so hey you can just you know eventually you'll work something out yeah or you'll just suffer forever because life existence is suffering all right so then never amen (laughs) so then back at the manor piper and leo are talking and they find out that there are a bunch of love letters that their mom sent sam Ooh, so they it turns out that uh not only was (laughs) what 
Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that was my reaction. Uh, that was un- uncut right there, raw and uncut. So it turns yeah, out I loved it. that there's a parallel between their mom and Sam and Piper and Leo. Yes, and that parallel is forbidden love. Um, and also when so when Leo, whenever he like uses his magic powers to flip through the book, I decided um, that I had for some <laughs> inexorable reason, I, I decided that I had to write a rhyme for it. Oh, let's hear it. Which was uh, flippy tippy through the book I whippy. I really like it. I like it so much that that is going to be every single soundbite, every single time we reference the book. Oh, yes. Excellent. I made a soundbite. Okay. So, yeah. So, they're reading or they decide to read these these letters in order to get a better idea of what's actually going on with Sam and what happened on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, they're at the camp and... uh, or going back to the camp, Phoebe is a camp counselor. Yeah. Uh, but children and are horrible. <laughs> children don't want to do anything she says. Not even lanyards. Um, I loved lanyards. Lanyards were cool. I only knew really fun. how to do the box lanyard because I didn't have the patience to learn any of the other ones. That's real. Yeah. I did. I made a giant rainbow lanyard in... <gasps> middle school was it like a special sorry go on it wasn't special it was just like a box oh um but big old rainbow and i stuck it on my french horn case oh everyone could know i was gay even though i didn't know oh but that's really cute yeah it was great so anyway all these kids are terrible and uh no they're actually i mean they're fine if you're at a lake you want to go in the lake Gosh darn it. No, nah, I don't know. I, I only go to the lake to look at the lake and think about my mom's death. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's <laughs> This lake is reserved. Um, so, oh, Phoebe has to entertain the kids while waiting for Prue. And Prue first gets a call from Jack. Oh, yeah. Something. Yeah, I think vaguely remember that i didn't write a note down but i do remember that the call was about jack saying hey like one of your account people is having a meeting i'm going to take over the meeting and Prue was like no no no, i can do the meeting i just need to finish this one thing and then i'll be back there because uh, i guess in the world of high stakes auctioneering um you have to you want to settle the accounts yourself so that you can get credit for it mm-hmm. your commission mm-hmm. sales agent commission so, but he's like, nope, I got it. Bye. And hangs up and he's a terrible person. Terrible. Anyways, so they bring the fairy dust to Phoebe and Phoebe uses it. And this is her great, uh, great advice for putting her plan into implementation, which is sending the kids home to nap and saying, remember kids, water bad, land good. You got to put everything in very simple terms for children. I guess I guess so. And the children are never really an issue again. Yeah, that, that's just the end of that. Um, so then Piper and Leo, back at the manor, realize that, okay, we have this new information. We need to get back to the camp to tell the other sisters. And they do a little transportation 
so Leo brings Piper to the camp via his um, little... Orbing. Yeah, his orbing. That's it. Which also is really lame because they have this conversation about like, that's against the rules. And he's like, what rule haven't we broken? I was like, why don't you do this all the time then? I don't understand. <laughs> Got him. But You tell him. But also the whole thing about like, they only let me heal who I'm supposed to heal is very strange and has never really been a huge issue before. Yeah. Rules just happen as the plot demands they, it. They just happen. But I but I will say that all this stuff about healing and like not being able to do certain things and not being able to save people still feels like insurance. <laughs> deciding that mm. somebody is like not necessarily worthy or like has to pay an extra fee why because mm. we said so fair good analogy there although it does sometimes feel like the white lighters might have too much power like they can bring people back from the dead which seems a little bit like well if they can do that they can do anything yeah they have very inconsistent powers also fair all right, so they go to the camp and they go to talk to Sam um, and they learn that Sam had actually distracted their mom and that's why their mom had died her watery death. So they need to find out a little bit more about the circumstances surrounding their mom's death and Prue asks Phoebe to relive their mom's last moments. And the point of this, I, I guess I get, but also could have been figured out a lot more easily. They could have it asked Sam. <laughs> oh, sorry. I blew they up could my have mic. just asked Sam, or they could have looked at like the power cables that on are the on the, the dock. dock. <laughs> that Do are they... on the dock. Do they always put them are... there? They're not hidden. Uh, I don't. As as a former dock master, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. Um, but I would say it seems like a bad idea. In that whole electrocution uh, risk. So, but you know what? It's good for water demons. It's good for water demons. All right. So they learn that their mom in her last moments had a bunch of power cables in her hands. So they figure, okay, she must have been facing off against this water demon. And she must have been trying to get him with the power cable. So Prue decides that she's going to be the one to do the zappy zap. Um, and she goes onto the dock. But in the moment, in the moment of greatest need and greatest peril when the water demon comes splish splashing out of the out of the lake she drops the cables dun 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 no not the cables not the cables and actually so this this whole thing of like i i we didn't really know what was going to happen with this um so i was expecting prue to like kill the lake <laughs> i guess <laughs> just like no throw more fish. the cables into the yeah exactly and it very much reminded me of this this whole discourse of, like, killing the moon. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's been a weird running joke for a while, but there is a Twitter account that I really enjoy, just, like, called I Hate the Moon. Oh. <laughs> it's just, like, I can't, I must kill the moon. And it's a completely anonymous person. And they had, like, one of their tweets is this little song Fly me to the moon and let me kick its fucking ass. <laughs> let me show it what I learned in my moon jujitsu class. Ah. And I just 
thought about that with this like jumper cables to the lake. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna kick the lake's ass. Fuck <laughs> off, nature. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But but Prue has very good reason to be scared because this was the exact situation her mom was in. Yep. Which she keeps repressing. She doesn't want to think about it all. But, and also, you know, Sam is kind of in the same boat where he also keeps reliving this scenario in his mind and he also keeps repressing it. Um, and this time he does different. So when Prue drops the cables, Sam runs onto the dock and lets the demon infiltrate him. And then he uh, asks someone to zap him. Or does he zap himself? He grabs the cables and he tells Prue to push the lever. Ah, pull the lever! yes prove (laughs) and and she does and then the water monster is zappy zappied and then prue quickly shuts it off and is like no sam we have to save you and he's like it's okay (laughs) um the the demon was killed it's out of me it's done (laughs) and has a very uh, a very typical like opera dying moment in which he continues to monologue um, as as he is dying and sees the light and sees Patty or Penny uh, Penny Patty I think Patty I don't know Prue Prue Piper <laughs> Phoebe Phoebe Melinda Warren Grandma anyway, so <laughs> Grandma so he sees. Patty. <laughs> and and it's like, oh, so beautiful. And they're like, what? Nobody's there. And then he dies. And then he is a spirit, a ghost. And they walk into the lake. Oh. <laughs> they, they walk off into the spirit realm together. Uh, because Leo also couldn't heal Sam. Yep. That what? was a, that's a person that he wasn't allowed to heal, apparently. Yeah, two times in one episode seems fishy. Ooh, fishy? Fishy? The lake? Lake nope. fish? All the fish are dead. Oh, he zapped them. Uh, yeah, so the that, that kind of wraps up Sam's whole storyline, because his whole thing was like he cared for her for their mom, and then in her time of greatest need, when she was fighting the lake demon, he accidentally distracted her, and that led to her death, and then he carried that with him for years and years, and he was like, okay, the daughters are going to come, I got to stop them. Um, and he does try to stop them, but then they still go through the plan, and he's like, all right, I can't stop them. Instead, I shall sacrifice myself and be once more with their with their mom in the lake. And this seems like this should be, like, a very formative kind of episode, honestly, because this, I mean, this is their mom's, like, forever love, I guess. Oh, yeah, they really, I feel as if this was suddenly thrown upon us. Like, I, I don't know. It, it it feels like Charm does it sometimes, where there's just, like, a sudden fact, like, a really important one about their history, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, definitely. There is the only kind of relationships that are consistently built are among the sisters, mm-hmm. and then Piper and Leo. Really. Mm-hmm. And in the first season, Andy and Prue got oh, built. Oh, forgot about I know. Andy. Sad. <laughs> They got it got built to a point, and then they didn't really know what to do with it, and then it really stagnated. Mm, and they're um, like, "I guess we got to kill him." Yeah, I guess I guess so. Goodbye, T.W. King. Where's Daryl? I miss Andy. 
Sorry, I Where my mic is Daryl? Bring back Daryl. We want to see him. He is great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they they really do drop these big old bombs about, especially about the mom and the grandma, it feels like, um, or about their childhood that just like, it's, it's like seeing a, a special of a TV series in which they try to rewrite some of the rules of the series. Mm, and then when they go back to the TV series, it's just like everything is normal again. Like, forget what you learned during that special. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see if this comes up in further episodes. I, I guess we will. Ha- I will have to. You might already know. Uh, all yes. right. So then I we might. go. Ooh, mysterious. And uh, the only the only thing I had to say about all all of this in terms of like the mom was like, wow, Patty had a lot of men. Good for her. Um, <laughs> very very happy for Patty that she she uh, she went after what she wanted. Yeah, at least she had a good relationship that wasn't with their father because it turns out yeah, or it, it seems like that relationship was not healthy for them. Exactly. So that's great. Yay. Which also points to hmm. Witches and white lighters being the people who understand each other. Mm. Nah, that's silly. All right, so then we go back to Buckland, and uh, Prue is like, Jack, did you take my meeting? Blah, blah, blah. Turns out that Jack had listed Prue as the sales agent, and I guess this means that Prue wants to go to dinner with him now? Yeah, which is just lower your expectations. so far to the ground through the ground that when someone is even on the ground you're like wow amazing incredible that's so much better than i expected so i guess now i'm in love with you yeah Um, it's gross it's terrible i hate the storyline i i know what kind of character they're trying to do with jack like i know that there's like the trickster hero archetype archetype um actually they're honestly usually called jack um and maybe that's what they're trying to do with him they're like yeah he seems like a scoundrel but he really is a heart of gold but also i don't think it works in the show because i think he's not the main person and he just seems bad yeah he's frankly the performance is like grating he's um and the character is grating yeah he's super unsavory he does a lot of really like insulting stuff yeah to prove it does not play off well in this show which maybe if they had written him a little bit differently or maybe if they had a different actor who was more charming maybe but yeah um, perhaps didn't work but it's it's just it didn't work i i hear you when you say you know what they're going for and i simply can't see past that because it just makes me a little queasy Mm mm-hmm it's gross. Anyway, um, don't take him to dinner. It's gross. And uh, in my notes, uh, <laughs> I hate this. Slap him. Slap him. No, not the sexy baseline. Oh. <laughs> okay, and this is when I'll drop in the sexy baseline. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right here. Okay. All right. So Phoebe, meanwhile, we learn has made a journal out of Sam's letters, which was, I guess, kind of cute. 
I guess. It was, you know, it was really weird when Piper and Leo were, like, reading these letters and getting turned on by them. Uh, I forgot about that. I didn't know that they were getting turned on. They definitely were, because they were like, our love. Mm. And I was like, this is your mom's (laughs) stuff. And the local area man. Yeah, it's a a little weird. It's a little weird. So, Um, Leo appears. And uh, Piper distracts Phoebe and is like, I'm going to go make some tea. And then she walks into the kitchen where Leo goes so that they can talk. And this is when they have what seems to me like a final conversation. Like Leo saying like, you know what? I do really, really love you, but I can't let what happened to you or what happened to your mom happen to you. So we can't work together anymore. We can't work together, but he wants them to be together still. Mm-hmm. So... Hmm, he's leaving, but there still, there still seems to me in this conversation, there seems to be this, this question of like something else happening because Leo was interested in Sam clipping his wings and becoming mortal. So that's, to me, within the context of this episode, that sounds like what Leo might be going for. Wow. You picked up on so much more subtext than I did. But also, I had this to me seems like the seventh goodbye that they've had. So in my head, they're True. never a real goodbye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, time to say goodbye? No. Merely <laughs> see you again. I thought you were just going to leave it at no. <laughs> I should have. Um, anyway, so Leo orbs on out and Piper is, is sad. And uh, uh, even though Leo's Leo had some good points in this one about like we need boundaries and that means I got to take myself out of the picture in terms of work. Uh, they do need boundaries if they're going to do this. And it's very sad. But Leo pointing out, can you tell Dan the truth at all? is like, yeah, Piper. True. You got to consider this. Is this someone that you feel safe with? Um, mm-hmm. Is this someone you want to tell the the truth too yeah can you be can you be of like your full self exactly dan so it's it's an interesting toss-up for me of like still continuing i always see this coming out metaphor with with piper Mm. especially yeah that's right continuing continue this push of like absolutely you don't owe someone a coming out along any timeline except your own. Um, And at the same time, this is clearly negatively affecting their relationship and very much negatively affecting Piper. Now she's the one who's in complete denial. Mm, uh So I thought on that, on that kind of a note of just considering, can you tell him the truth? It's like, okay, Leo, I guess... In this, in this one particular scene, you seem to actually have, like, Piper's interest at heart. Yeah, that's a... I really like that analysis. I And I think I agree with you. I think that there is always the lingering question of, if you want to build a life with Dan, can you share your life with him, like, fully? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then Dan appears. Leo orbs out. Dan appears. And he has breakfast. And he came through the back door. And she's like... 
what are you doing here? And he's like, well, you know, whenever I try through the front door, I never make it past the the threshold, which is like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, and Piper's like, oh, I'm just, I'm not hungry. And she's clearly um, reeling, really, yeah. from, from Leo le- leaving. Um, but then Dan just does a weird cheesy thing where he, like, eats one cereal flake very seriously and is like, come on, just try it. And she's like, okay, I guess. Um, But as they leave through the screen door, you can see Piper is still very ill at ease and very sad. Yeah. And I wrote here that I, that, that like last lingering look back had me feeling so sad for Piper because I realized that she probably had like a moment, like a breakup moment in her head, but she still has to put on this happy face. And that is a really hard thing to have to do. That's so hard, just one after the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Piper. I just want her to be happy. Maybe well, next episode. Be her true self. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe next episode, Mrs. Hellfire. Yeah, that sounds promising. <laughs> I did not know that was the next one. Um, all oh, right. Yeah. That is the end of the episode, everyone. And Finn. Wow. Thanks for sticking with us. Woo. Ooh. Ah. That was that sounded like a small dog yipping. Oh. <laughs> I am a small dog yipping. Um <laughs> All right. All right. Now what? Now what do we do? We wrap it up. Uh we gotta wrap it up. We gotta have a demon death. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good. Okay. Um oh, I I feel like none of them have really inspired me lately. I think I might give this like maybe like a 3.75 out of five Jeremy's because uh, I guess there was like a bunch of layers to it. So like first Prue was going to kill him and then she froze and then he went inside Sam and then Sam was killed. And then it was like a dramatic uh, last gasp, but uh, it wasn't like as much pomp and circumstance as I like to see out of my demon deaths. Mm-hmm. I hear you. That's, that's solid. I'm going to give it a two out of five. Because uh, I really wanted her to kick the lake's ass. Kick and it! And <laughs> she didn't. And it was a lot less, like, impressive than I think it could have been. Oh, shoot. I have... Okay, you know the moon thing? You know what that reminds me of? What? Do you know the vine? Uh, Poseidon, quiver before... Shoot, what is it? The sand The sand god. Um, <laughs> I am the sand god again. Guardian yes. of the sand. <laughs> Poseidon quivers Poseidon before him. Quivers before him. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck off, ocean. Oh, yep. Fuck off, Lake. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. I can I can see that. Because the death was not exactly like that, two out of five. Because <laughs> it wasn't the vine that I've watched many, many, many times over. I agree. Yeah. Get your references from the future where they belong. It was um, low ranking. And do you have any final thoughts on this episode, Bryce? Ooh, um, uh, okay. Uh, so nature's pretty awesome. I think I've made my case on that point. Um, but as someone who's actually never really gone to a summer camp and like, like a, like a lake summer camp or like a sleepaway camp and like gone lake swimming, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I have always been 
like fairy dusted away and told not to go into the lake because I have no memory of ever going into a lake and swimming as a child. Whoa! It's a final thought that is also an unraveling mystery. Ho ho ho! I like it. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. For my final thought of the day, which nobody asked for, um. Private insurance. First of all, shouldn't be a thing. Second of all, insurance in general should not be tied to your line of employment because everybody has a body and everybody's body needs care in various ways, whether that be poison ivy or that be having to call out sick and investigate what exactly is wrong with you um, or mental health care for the repressed memory of your mother's death or a water demon infesting your body and trying to drown you from the inside out no matter what it is it should be covered because you deserve to live a life in which you have the best care and help possible in being able to maintain your body mm, and your yes. and your and your faculties Yes, yes, yes. That's a good what, one. Whatever those might be. And your body and your faculties may look very, very different from the person next to you. And that's fine. Because every single body needs healthcare. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> good. That's a good final thought. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, hello, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. You can find me, oh, I changed my Twitter handle recently. You can find me at Bernie Teeters on oh. Twitter. Um, you can find me at Bernadette Teeters on Instagram. Still rooting for you, Bernie. Uh, I'm, I'm Bryce. You can just find me at Your Best Bryce on Instagram. What about finished food? Uh, she, uh, she'll, she'll, she'll make a, you know what? Maybe I'll think about putting some time into that one. And that account may make a resurgence in the future. Yes, I made that happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, shame me into it. <laughs> yes. So find her at Finished Foodstagram too. <laughs> Coming to a cinema near you. Uh, the movie podcast in your ears. In your ears. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and together we're Charmed as Spellcast, and you can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram, or you can write to us, write to us, charmedspellcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please wear a mask. Please stay safe. Please, please, please. We love all of your lives. And um, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Yay! I don't know. Can we? How does one podcast?
believe we're still doing this. I'm like very proud of us. Yeah. Me too. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.